welcome to the very first episode of Comfort Creatures, uh, the show where we have in-depth conversations with noted public figures and only talk to them about their pets and the creatures that give them comfort. I'm Alexis B. Preston, the owner of two wonderful tuxedo cats, Millie and Maud, as well as two scruffy dogs you might know as Cricket and Crumb. And I'm Ella McLeod. I write and produce so that I can keep Persephone happy and uh, stocked with lots of treats. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So some of you may know me from the show Can I Pet Your Dog, which I was lucky enough to be a part of with the incredible Renee Colvert. That is, in fact, how I am familiar with you, actually, Alexis. That is how I came <laughs> to know you. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Ella reached out to me over the pandemic and we started talking and became friends and we decided that we should make that friendship public yeah absolutely i mean absolutely it was i think it was my power of manifesting i i manifested uh my making my love of can i pet your dog material uh and that is kind of what happened i went into podcasting thinking god i would like to make a show like my favorite can i pet your dog and then alexis after it finished said would you like to make a pet show and i said are you kidding <laughs> So here we are. And another really exciting part of the show is that Ella lives in London and I live in California. And it's been really fun to discover the differences in pet ownership across the pond. Absolutely. We're also into fantasy. We're big fantasy nerds. And fantasy is big on fantastical creatures. So mm -hmm. we will be talking about, you know, cats and dogs and snakes. But also your unicorns, your griffins your mm -hmm. dragons, your mermaids, etc. We're open to all sorts of creatures, fake or real. And we're also going to have some really incredible guests for you, including our guest today, which is Lisa Hannawalt, the creator of Tuca and Birdie. Uh, more importantly, uh, she is the owner to her incredible horse, Juniper, and her lovely dog, Annie. And obviously you can't have a conversation with Lisa Hannawalt and not talk about horse girls. And we are actually all... Horse girls, aren't we? I'm a secret horse girl. Um, <laughs> because you have to be a secret horse girl if you grow up in South London. <laughs> um, but we're going to have an extensive conversation about the differences in horse girls in London and LA and Tucson. Is mm -hmm. there horse girl stigma everywhere? Is it just South London? I'm, I'm really curious to find out. And you will find out. But you got to wait, because first, we're going to get into some pet updates from our own little pets. So, Alexis, yeah. what's been going on with the menagerie this yeah. week? Yeah, the I zoo. guess. <laughs> yes, the menagerie. Um, great question. I guess right now, for this first episode, I'm just going to kind of do a reintroduction of my pets with a focus on the cats because they've been sitting by and getting angry yeah give the cats their due yes so i'm just gonna kind of introduce everyone to millie and maude a little bit more so maude is nine years old now she's my, oh my i've had her for a long time she's my little beach ball she's the roundest cat you've ever seen she's very happy she loves her little life she can also jump incredibly high for a cat as round as she is um, she's, she's a, she's a bouncy beach ball. She, exactly. Yes, I didn't. Nice. You're right. Nice. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. she's black and white little tuxedo cat. She's oh. also very, both my cats are very small. Like even though she's huge and round, they're both, 
I see other people's cats and I'm like, that is huge. That's a, an enormous creature you have. How how small are we talking? Like, what do they weigh? And do you I guys mean, use kilograms or pounds? Do you I use would, kilograms? No, we use, no, pounds. use pounds. Um, okay. And I honestly, I wouldn't want to weigh Maud because I think she'd get mad at me. Yeah, she doesn't need that judgment. Exactly. I understand. Exactly. Yeah, 100%, um, they're yeah. just like small and like they have like littler legs and I don't know. They're just littler than most cats small, that I see. Cause small, like, small boned. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Millie, we got right before the pandemic hit. Uh, I saw her photo on like the Humane Society's page was immediately just like sent sent a photo to my partner. I was like, hey, we got to go get this cat. Right. And <laughs> it was an immediate like, yep, um, because she's also a little tuxedo cat and she is oh. tiny as well. Like even smaller, just looks like a kitten kind of. Um, oh and she, the, the description of her was like, Millie is a little greeter. She has to say hi to everyone that walks in. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I want her. Yeah. And it was, it's very cute just to have two little black and white cats. I think it's cute that they match. They That's so cute. didn't get along for a really long time. Like we brought them home and luckily we have a big enough house that they got to stay separated and whatever. Um, but now we joke that they like pretend to hate each other, but they are always within four feet of each other. Oh, they don't touch, but they it, like, and we, we'll do a joke where it's like, uh, yeah, I just got to keep an eye on her. I don't want to, if she gets out of my sight, she might be doing something bad. So I'm going to stay right next to her. Um, and it's very sweet. And, uh, the cats and dogs all love each other. Cricket and Crumb, my two dogs that you probably know about. Shockingly, they all just cuddle and it's very sweet. And I love it. That's so cute. So what's the pecking order like in this in this pack? Yeah. In this pride. What are we talking? <laughs> yeah. Yes, this pride of, of animals. Um, yeah. So Crumb, uh, we jokingly call the sheriff uh, because he makes sure everyone is following all the rules uh, mm-hmm. except for himself. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to break the Absolutely. rules. Absolutely. Yeah. But like anytime yeah. the cats are like clawing on the couch or doing a thing we've told them not to do, Crumb immediately barks at them. It's very upsetting. Amazing. Yeah, he keeps them in line. <laughs> um, Do the cats listen or are they like, shut up, Crumb? Uh, uh, mixture. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they know, but they're also like, hey, man, like, wait, don't be a narc. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Crumb and Maud were around first. So they have a very cute kind of old bond because, you know, Crumb was six weeks old when he met Maud. Mm. And like, I have some very cute videos of like the way they used to cuddle like they would just lay down next to each other and like crumb would like put his little arm on Maud. they just are very sweet that's so animals being friends just it 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 never stops squeezing my insides like it just consistently i don't care how many videos or how many tiktoks yeah it will never not delight me Mm -mm. oh it just keeps on giving that's so cute um and Millie is sweet. She loves to be pet, um, but she keeps to herself a little bit more. Like she's less cuddly. She, I don't know. It's, it's confusing. Like she's not going to like come to your lap, but she's going to come next to you and you have to give her attention is more her vibe. This is exactly like my cat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty like feel, standard cat behavior. I honestly. feel you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also one of my favorite things about her is anytime you pick her up or like need to do something, she complains vocally she, she'll do like a uh-huh. <laughs> she just doesn't like to be moved incredible yeah so she yeah she she makes her she makes it known that she is unhappy yes yes she doesn't like she's never gonna claw or anything like that but she's just like i don't like this 
Yeah. You, yeah. I didn't ask to be picked up. Yeah. It's very cute. It's very reasonable. <laughs> yes. Of her, actually. She's just like, I'm voicing my opinion because I have a right to. Yes. But I, I, I see your point as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like I love that. Yes. She's also really bad at retracting her claws. Mm. Um, so she's constantly like getting them caught in a curtain or something like that. And then just like complaining until you help her get it out. She doesn't panic about it, but will just kind of yell at you to be like, I, my, look, you put this <laughs> curtain here and now my claws stuck in it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Amazing. my uh, that's my house right now. Um, will you tell, so us, cute. tell us everything about Percy? Oh, gosh, Percy, Princess P, Miss Persephone, right. So, <laughs> God, what a story. So, growing up, I, I'm taking you back to the beginning. I'm taking, I'm taking you way back to the beginning. Okay. So, growing, growing up, I was, I, was, I was such a sickly kid. Like, I had so many allergies. Uh-huh. I was ill all the time. And we actually got a cat when I was little, and I just ended up being so severely allergic to her. that She was just, like, triggering asthma attacks left, right, and center. So, we had to rehome her, and I was devastated yeah um like I just remember being so so sad that I couldn't keep her name was Tallulah like I hope she's out there in the world doing well actually yeah. she's probably not anymore but right, I hope right. she lived a she lived a long happy life Definitely. I feel yes um so but after that I was always like I love cats but will I ever be able to have one and then a friend of mine got a Bengal mm-hmm. and she was like yeah like Bengals are quote unquote hypoallergenic now Obviously, no pet is truly hypoallergenic, but there are some breeds that produce less of the protein that normally triggers allergies in people. Right. And Bengals are one of them. So that's not to say that, like, you'd be completely allergy free or that your cat wouldn't. Because there's often stuff like cats rolling dust. Right. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. But they were people generally have reported being less triggered by Bengals. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. This yeah. is interesting news. Yeah. So I went round, I hung out with the Bengal Latan. I had no reaction. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm like inhaling a cat. Like I had this cat like to my face. Aww. I was like, not even, not even a sneeze, not even an itch. This is amazing. <laughs> Delighted. Yeah. So it was like a back and forth conversation between me and my partner. Like, will we get one? Will we get one? And then we were like, no, because work stuff was really unstable. And then the pandemic yeah. started to whisper that it was on its way. Mm-hmm. And I, I did what everyone did and was like, we, have, we immediately have to get a cat now. We yeah. have to do it. We have to do it now before we can't leave. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> what I did was there were like a bunch of like people with Bengals that I'd been visiting prior to Corona. And so one of them was like, we will have kittens ready in the next like kind of three weeks mm-hmm. by this point lockdown happened so I was like oh my god am I gonna get this kitten like it is oh, like I don't know what to do I can't we can't go outside um and then he called and was like look we're kind of stuck because corona's happened we have like nine Bengal kittens yeah and Bengals are I'll come on to this they are not easy so he was like we suddenly just have like nine Bengal kittens that we, <sighs> we I don't know what to do with yeah them. oh my god incredible so he was like, I will drive the cat to you. I was like, oh, okay, amazing. So he, so they drove the cat to me oh in her little carry thing, um, like deep lockdown, like yeah. barricades on all the roads. London was a ghost town. It was so, such a surreal experience. Yeah. But then it meant that for the first like month of, of lockdown, I just was living in this like 
new kitten bliss. Yeah. And it was perfect timing because I, like <laughs> a lot of our guests, I think, was just like depressed. Yeah. Stressed about the state of the world. Um, lost my job because of COVID mm-hmm. and was just like eating noodles and watching Seinfeld and playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, actually in hindsight was quite peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> but, it was weird though, because suddenly we had all this time to relax, but then also yeah. like, but I don't feel relaxed. So I did not feel work. relaxed at all. Yeah. Um so then yeah, we got pee and like it was it was just the wildest ride because like kit kittens are a bundle of energy anyway. <laughs> Bengal kittens are like normal kittens on like crack. Yeah. Like yeah. I just have never, and to, I still call her crack kitten, even though <laughs> she's like, she's not like a kitten now. She's like fully grown. But just for the fun, and there were, I had, and this is why like, can I put your dog was so useful to me. Yeah. Because even with my cat, I had periods where I was like, have I made a terrible mistake? <laughs> like she is, and I, and I, I'd also heard like, after getting her, I'd then heard lots of stories about people who were like, we had to give up our Bengal because she was just too much. Right. And I was like, I will not be that person. I will yeah. not be that person. Like, yeah. so determined. And also because it's like, you know, I kind of went into it being like, no matter what happens, like, she's ours. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, we'll deal with whatever um, consequences that with- means. Yeah. Exactly. Even though the consequence was, um, I got told off by Carol Baskin. Did I tell you that? <laughs> I got told off by Carol Baskin because I was producing a podcast and we were trying to get her on as a guest and I was emailing her about cats and I sent her a picture and she told me off for having a Bengal. And I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss this like later yeah, in the series, but the way that breeding works in different parts of the world is very different. Yeah. And here, I think maybe because you guys have closer contact with exotics. Yeah. Because this is a thing that I was like, didn't really know, but like, it it makes sense when I think about the fact that you do have like big cats native to America. Like True. that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> hilarious and crazy. <laughs> um, so I think it's probably easier for crossbreeds to happen mm-hmm. and to be less regulated. But here, because we don't have any big cats, we don't really have any big cats that nearby yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like the the regulations are quite strict. Yeah. So I explained all this to Carol Baskin, which was still cross with me. It was hilarious. So funny. It's um, such a funny like, enemy to have. It's such a funny enemy to have. But yeah, Percy is hilarious. She's in, she's yeah. so smart. Like she can sit and she can pour and she can speak. Um, everyone kind of says that she's like the dog of the cat world. <laughs> yeah. Um, I take her on walks oh. on a harness and lead, which is so funny because... Um, she loves her walks. Mm-hmm. She hates dogs. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I remember the first time she met a dog, it was our neighbor's dog called Katsu. He's so cute. He's a, what well, is a Jack Russell sausage mm-hmm. mixture of, she just like little and squat and wiry head and looks like an old man, even when he was six weeks, you know, um, like so cute. And he like he came over to say hi to Percy and she just she didn't get like aggressive but she just determinedly stared in another direction yes and so I was like but Percy look there's a dog and she's like I, like I don't know what you're talking about I can't see anything like I literally like what like just looking around like she couldn't see There's him nothing yeah it was um it was just so shady like it, it was amazing um but yeah she she kind of owns our flat now yeah you know absolutely. we just 
me, me, yeah, me and my partner just live here. She, it, it, it was just a gradual takeover. Mm-hmm. Like it started with one room and then we cleared our bookshelves so that she could climb them. And then we like decorated our bookshelves so that she could play on them. And then she got a cat tree in the living room. And then she got a cat tree in the hallway. And then she got another cat tree in our bedroom. Yep. And now it's just our house is a cat palace. And that's, that's just how it is. You also are in close connection to Simba, the dog. I, oh my God, I'm in close connection to Simba the dog. Yeah, my, my parents got a dog at the end of last year. Yeah, he's a, he's a cavapuchon. He's like a mac and cheese dog. Like He's just like really like yellow and curly. Like that's what he yeah, looks like. He, he looks does. like a plate of mac and cheese. It's like you spilled a bunch of mac um, and cheese on a dog. It's really cute. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. <laughs> he is obsessed with my mom, which is like really cute yeah. to see. He has to be looking at her at all times. She, he just absolutely adores her. Um, they have a really sweet bond. So cute. He's just, um, his recalls got really good. So now he like goes off the lead at the park. Wow. And that's been really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I took him to the park myself at the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I never let him off the lead before. So I was like, okay, we're going to do this. Yeah. And you're going to come to me when I call you. And just like, he just like ran around and made friends and was so happy. And then kept coming back to me to be like, did you see? Did you see? I made friends. Did you see my friends? <laughs> and they were like, run off again and like run around. Oh. And it's just when he runs, his ears flat back in the wind. It's just, he looks so, so cute. cute. And he has such a grin. Like he's such a smiley little pup. Um, yeah, he's amazing. And so, yeah, those, those are my two. Yeah. So those are our pets. And we'll have lots of different pet updates each week. Sometimes we'll even tell you about previous pets that we've had. Yeah, like I've had a hedgehog and you didn't know that. I'll save it for later. You'd hedgehog? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Back to Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, and just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know, it sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Hey, it's John Moe, host of Depression Mode, a podcast about people's mental health journeys. Guess who we got? Guess who? It's Jamie Lee Curtis. I look at life now as the game of guess who, which is simply the process of elimination. I know what I don't like. That's how I found out who I am. Jamie Lee Curtis on addiction, show business, and fooling people, all on Depression Mode from Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts. Is a snake just one big tail? It is a tail. It's like, if you're like, I want just the tail and nothing else. <laughs> no more snakes. <laughs> it's my ideal my animal. part of the animal is the mouth and the tail. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. I don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> don't need it. What's with the extra limbs? If you can do it this way, why did you grow more? I yeah. want a sentient tube. <laughs> yeah.
All right, friends, we have the incredible Lisa Hannawalt, creator of Tuca and Birdie, uh, among other incredible works, writer, artist, good for human. And welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I guess more importantly, mother to Juniper and Annie. Do you say mother? That's right. I'm their mother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm on. I'm on board with people that identify as their pets' parents. I I, I really support that. Yeah, um, it's like not. It's like I always say it with a little uh, irony to it. I'm like, yes, I'm their mother, you know. But like secretly, I'm like, yes, I am literally their mom, and yes. I gave birth to them, and they're my babies. Um, <laughs> one of the things that uh, Ella and I have been discussing, but we have like saved for the podcast, is just the concept of horse girls. Um, yes, yes. The stigma. The stigma, the stigma is real. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, so that was going to be my first question. Do you still, do you have the stigma against horse girls in the US? Because there's definitely horse girl stigma in the UK. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was a horse girl, and so I have dealt with that my entire life, and mm. I am a victim of it. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yes, I was absolutely like the freakiest horse girl and like crawled around on all fours during every recess and got made fun of for it and I just couldn't help it it was just oh so you you were in my core you were an out and out horse girl you weren't like a closeted horse girl not closeted (laughs) at all like could not hide it it was just my entire being was incredible horses and I'd just walk around saying like I'm gonna marry a horse I love them so much (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was like okay cool (laughs) <laughs> like they were right to make fun of me absolutely no, yeah i have that I have feeling a no lot resentment like, Good, about thank it god someone made fun of me for that i know i should have been bullied um <laughs> i admire your bravery because i was like a um a secret horse girl like i you kept were. my yeah like especially like i live in london so it, we have less access to horses so you have to really go out of your way to be a horse girl if you grow up in south london but and i so, did such such a rich horse culture in england like it's so juicy it's there's so much of it and like it's you, true i did i have ridden a horse in hyde park i uh <gasps> there's like a rental um, barn there yeah that, that is an amazing um place to ride hyde park yeah yeah incredible Ella, have you also do you think you rode the same horse? Imagine. Imagine. Incredible. That would be I amazing. Rode, it was like years ago. I was like 16. Uh, but I rode a lovely cob. And we just, we, we have to hear all about your horse. Like, tell us everything. Oh my God. She's great. I love her. Uh, she's not a super talented horse. She doesn't, she's not particularly good at any sports. Uh, <laughs> I've sort of given up on like trying to make her be good at stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And now I just like sit on her and we tool around in the park and go on trail rides and she's a Norwegian fjord which is like a very specific kind of horse where people see her and they're like is that a donkey (laughs) uh she looks a little donkey like uh will you describe her since there's no visual she's very small and round and gray she's a she's a, a gray fjord which is a little unusual and she's got like a stripe down her back and black legs and black tips of her ears. Uh, and her mane like sticks up like a toothbrush and it's white and black, multicolor. Yeah. Um, she's she's really striking. Yeah, so people see her and they're just like, oh, what is that? Uh, and I found her on Facebook. Wow. Wow. Okay, so pay me a pay me a picture here, Lisa. So where do you where do you live? Where in the world are you? All right, I'm in Los Angeles and uh let me paint you a picture. I'm depressed yeah. and I'm lying in bed scrolling on my phone mm-hmm. and my 
My long-term partner has told me recently, you should make a goal of one day getting a horse for yourself. Cause I've been a horse girl my whole life and I've been taking, you know, lessons for a while. Um, and I'm in my late thirties and again, I'm depressed. So he told me this and then I'm scrolling on Facebook, looking at the horse groups and I see her and I'm just <gasps> like, uh. and so I, I texted my riding teacher, um, Davey, um, She's lovely. She's my friend. And I, I was like, this is a, a silver gray Fjord. I'm, we gotta, we gotta jump on this. Look at this. Um, and so she went and checked her out and she was like, uh, good news, bad news. I think this is the perfect horse for you. Like if I was going to pick out, if I was going to make like a perfect horse oh for God. you, it would be this. Um, and I went to look at her. I, I, get, I went for two test rides, uh, <laughs> It's, it's a lot like buying a car like you yeah. just go and like try it buying a car is harder like you can just show up and get a horse right. you don't need a license wow. you don't need to like prove to anyone that you know what you're doing yeah it's crazy mm. um and i almost didn't get her because i just like wasn't sure it was such a big commitment and i was afraid and then i just i was like now nah, let's go for it yeah, and I got her. Wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing because I definitely have been depressed scrolling on horse groups before <laughs> and just never quite know. Like, I 100% at the beginning of lockdown, I was like lying next to my boyfriend, like, I'm going to get a horse. Like, that's going to be the that's thing I do this, this year. That's going to fix this. Yes. And I just, I didn't make the leap. And I love that you made the leap. <laughs> I did it. I, I just wanted to be honest about my mental state when, like, I was like, I have a hole and this will fill the hole. Yes. Um, did she? Did she fill the hole? I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, I, I you know, I still have all the same <laughs> bad emotions. But, like, now I just have this structure in my life where I go to the barn almost every day and, like, oh. spend this time where I'm not on my phone the whole time. I mean, I kind of am because I'm taking pictures of her every single day. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, she has been very good for my mental health. Yeah. Um, and I was really glad to have a horse during the pandemic because every day I was doing this outdoor activity and I could interact yeah. with people in a safe way. And I've made a lot of friends and like now I'm part of this community and it's just, it is a really big commitment. Like it is a whole lifestyle. You can't, it's not something yeah. you want to have to, yeah. I, I'd say. And I'm, I always feel guilty that I'm not like doing it enough. I don't regret it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that kind of leads into my questions about like, because I also live in LA. How, like what is owning a horse like? Because my dad has a horse, but he lives in rural Arizona. And so it's right. so different. Right. And in rural areas, you can, you know, it's easier to afford like a property where you could keep such a thing. Yes. In L.A., you have to rent a horse a house, okay. <laughs> mm. which is another thing. Like you got to make sure the you're same in London. Yeah. You yeah. Know, your financials are in order. Like, you know, I've had a good job for a while. I can right. I, that can support this. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like a conversation about yeah. the the money because you have to it's like the horse itself isn't necessarily expensive you can get one for free honestly but like the monthly <laughs> the monthly cost of the boarding the food you have to get their feet trimmed you mm -hmm. the vet costs uh the training the lessons like it's all the equipment yeah. i mean yeah it's like having a baby it's like you can get a baby for free but then you have to raise it no. Yeah, I actually did compare the cost with a friend and it was like my monthly horse costs were the same as her like daycare costs for her oh toddler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, choice, lifestyle choices hey, yeah. abound. You can't ride yeah. a baby, so. 
You That's can't ride true. a baby. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, I'm so. Ju- I knew I should have got a horse in lockdown. I knew I should have. I knew it. I it's knew not I too late. It's never that, too late. It's, you can that, be, this is my takeaway. I should have got a horse. You can be an adult amateur like me. <laughs> like, when did you start learning to ride? I took lessons when I was eight and then I'd get scared and I'd quit and then I'd take lessons again and get scared and quit. I was, I'm like such a pussy rider. Like I, I'm <laughs> such a chicken. And then I got back into it. Uh, I took like a really long break, like 17 years. And then my partner got me like a block of riding lessons as a gift one year for my oh. birthday. I know he's the best. Um, so I started taking lessons in Atwater Village, which is in LA. Um, and then I started taking lessons in Burbank and yeah. The rest is history. I'm not good. <laughs> not a good rider. I've, I've jumped like once. Nice. We went over like a tiny cross rail and it was ridiculous. Um, like I'm just not. I mean, it is rider. scarier, I think, than it looks. I don't know. I feel mm. I feel like movies make yes. it look very much like and then you're on it and everything's fine. But like, I think actually being on a horse, you're like, this is pretty high up and a lot oh, bumpier than you'd think. <laughs> It's crazy. And sometimes they go real fast yes. and you're like, yeah. could we stop? And the horse says no. And you have <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do. Like you could jump off or you could stay on. And those are your two choices. Yeah. Um, have you ever been thrown? N- I have bailed. Like I've jumped off. Nice. Um, Smart. My, my horse has, has bucked, but she her bucks are ridiculous. And so I just stay on. Uh, and she, oh. she has taken off with me. She does bolt. Sometimes she just like mm. makes a decision. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's very opinionated. Um, and she goes real fast. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. it, like, does she have any funny, I don't know, traits, I guess? She is like the funniest person I've yeah. ever Yeah. You're always posting videos and it's just, I love them. She has a lot of personality. Um, yeah. She likes to flap her lips. She, uh, <laughs> She's just silly. I don't know. I think she has a good sense of humor. Yeah. Like some animals just do. I think my my dog does too. Like I sometimes my dog like literally like looks like she's laughing. Like she's like in on the joke. It's I think I, I'm also drawn towards animals with a good sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, the, 100%. Nar- the narcissist in me. I pick animals that, you know, reflect reflect me back at myself, I think. Yeah. The the, the yeah, they, they validate your humor. They're like, You're hilarious, Lisa. Like you're so funny. I don't like people who don't laugh and I don't like yeah. animals who don't laugh either. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with right? you. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want an animal that can take a joke. Absolutely. So what what was it? Like you're scrolling on this this horse <laughs> Facebook group. Like, why her? I mean, she's she is gorgeous. Like she is so, so cute. She yeah. she has just like a teddy bear face. Like her face is like made to be you know how like pugs are so cute? Yeah. yeah. You see like a little pug or a Frenchie. Like she's yeah. kinda like that version of a horse where it's like she looks made to be cute, to be yeah. appealing. Um, and then she just had a sweet, funny personality. When I first went to test ride her, I was on the mounting block and I was about to get on her. And then she just took off and cantered around the ring once by herself. And then just came back and stood there like, hello, I did the thing I was supposed to do. <laughs> like, she's just really silly Aww. and sweet. Has, has Annie met her? Yes, uh, Annie hates Juniper. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie's a very Annie's a chicken. She's very fearful of everything. She thinks Juniper is just too big. Doesn't yeah. trust her at all. She's like, sure. this thing's okay. gonna step on me. Uh, and Juni's always just like, oh hello, <laughs> hey, like is always trying to sniff her and super Aww. friendly. Yeah, Juni likes dogs. 
Um, yeah, so Annie, Annie's a cattle dog, so I was hoping she'd be good around livestock, but yeah. no, she's like, she would be rejected if she was trying out to be on a ranch or something. <laughs> can, you, can you describe Annie to us? She's, like, what uh, does she look like? She's a red dog. She's kind of like or- orangey white. Um, looks kind of kind of a color of like peanut butter, I guess. Um, no. And she has little white freckles and she's a cattle dog. She's got huge like standing up ears. Um, oh. Very, very vigilant. She kind of, she always looks like she's on patrol. Like she is kind of oh. like a cop. Face. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love um, the, I, I like the alertness of a sticky up ear. Yeah, it's like, I I ta- I'm very serious. I take all this very seriously. You can trust me. I'm reliable. Yeah, it's very cute when animals it's, look like they're like serious or like yeah 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 it's adorable. Um, I worried when I went to meet her that she would be too serious of a dog for me, but then <laughs> but then she was actually kind of a dork. So there are some she, some dogs that I'm like, you are just I respect you. You're doing your thing, but like yeah, you take work too seriously, and I'm not sure what your job is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't take a holiday. You don't have good boundaries. No. No, absolutely. But luckily, Annie has a goofy side where when she's comfortable, she'll like lie on her back with her belly showing like and look like a cooked chicken <laughs> and just stare at me like she's she likes attention. She likes playing and she's she's the smartest dog I've ever had. Yeah. She's how long smart. have you how long have you had her for? Um, I've had her almost three years. I got her in 2019. Yeah. So three years. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And did you have dogs before? Yes, I had Indy, my previous dog, for a long time. And Indy was like, I would describe her as a brave dummy. <laughs> and I would describe <laughs> Annie as a cowardly genius. Sure, oh, sure, kind sure. Of the, kind of the flip. Yeah. Yeah. What's better? What is better, the brave dummy or the cowardly genius? I don't know. They're both so beautiful and great in their own unique way. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't compare. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you get to name, well, both Annie and Juniper? Yes, I did name them both. I never nice. thought I would name like a dog such a boring human name. Uh, I like, I don't know. Yeah. Some I did you just you what you just looked at her and you were like, yeah. I had a whole yeah. list of of like fun names. Yeah, and then I just woke up and was like, her name's Annie. She basically <laughs> and, she, and she like immediately responded to it. And my partner yeah. was kind of like, okay, yes. are you sure? He was suggesting other things, and I was like, no, it's Annie. And I like felt it. In my yeah. butt. It was really weird. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I love that, though. Uh, the, how did you arrive on Juniper? Uh, I was, again, I was just trying to think of something that would match her. And her, her name that she came with was Pearl, mm. Um, which just didn't, mm. like, I mean, that didn't feel right. That's a whale like, in SpongeBob. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of, it's not right for her. And Juniper, I'm like, okay, it's like feminine, but it's also like a wild mountain berry, yeah. which she mm. is. You know, she's oh. a little little scruffy um and then I, I saw there was like the top name for like millennial women to name their babies i was like god i'm so oh i'm extremely basic is juniper the top name for millennial women to name their babies i think it was like like That's a, hysterical. It, it was trending i don't know yeah. if it was number one but it was really up there. wow uh, I, was like, I mean it's cute i get it though it's really cute it's like yeah. There's something in all of those syllables that makes you think of like a little gallop. Do you know what I mean? Like Juniper, that's what Juniper. Yeah, a little canter. Like I love it. I just call her Junie most of the time. I always I like the the sound June and her yeah. birthday's in June. Aww, I, I was just gonna ask that. Perfect. So did so Juniper came after 
Bojack, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a fair assumption? So like you you rode about a horse and then you were like, well, I now eat, sleep and breathe them. So I may as well get one. Was that part of the impetus? Not really. Like working on Bojack felt very separate from my whole horse thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny because because I can there there's a there's a thread there. I did. Um, so when I was thinking about getting her was uh, right at the moment when I was designing Dr. Champ, which was uh, Amazing. Bojack's horse therapist. Yeah. And yeah, you, yeah, might, yeah. you might notice that Dr. Champ is a Norwegian fjord. Aha. And it's because oh it was right when I was like looking at this horse, thinking about yeah. whether or not to buy her. And so all day at work, I was like thinking, thinking, thinking about, about Junie. Um, so yeah, he's he's a Norwegian fjord. Yeah. Oh, that's very it, it worked cute. its way into the show. Yeah. yeah. I'd be I'd be I'd be honestly surprised if it hadn't, you know, yeah. like at some yeah. point. Yeah, it at is cute. Point. If nothing else, it's just cute that you were able to get a horse by drawing a horse. Yeah. You know? Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Netflix, for giving me that sweet, sweet horse money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell Junie. You're the horse that Bojack built. Yes. <laughs> Bojack paid for you. You thank Bojack. You thank Bojack. <laughs> Holding a little photo. <laughs> so one of the things I want to make sure to ask everybody. Sorry, my house is oh, being fine. cleaned right now, so we're going to hear some vacuum sounds. That's, I, that's <laughs> ideal, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want people to think that we're doing this in a studio. I want them to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, I just want to know what animal do you think you would be? Or if I was an animal, well, I, I relate to a lot of different animals. Like when I was young, I first drew myself as a cat and then it switched to a horse. And then I've drawn myself as a moose, a toucan, uh, you know, in the Tuca, original Tuca comics, that was me. Um, and now I oh, draw cool. myself as like a silly goose with like a top bun. That's how I usually draw myself. Yeah. Um, so. That's so funny that like you, drew, so what, you were drawing yourself as a cat and then you switched and then you like what made what made that switch happen it's just like whatever i'm thinking about at the moment so i was like such a cat girl and then switched to horse girl as soon yeah. as i took my first riding lesson it like sure. flipped that switch in my dna or whatever <laughs> yeah whatever horrible thing makes horse girls happen um, <laughs> a mistake of nature um uh, yes, and then like I like animals that have like a too big of a head. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny. Amazing, um, yes, so absolutely. Horses, moose just seems like such an ungainly animal. Where it's yeah. like they're almost a horse, but they look a little. There's like a little too much going on. And then mm -hmm. two toucans have such a big beak. It's like they just have so much personality. Like they yeah. have to be extroverted. So toucan yeah. was kind of like an expression of my id in some ways um when i started making comic about her uh and then and then birdie uh kind of represents more like how i am day to day like and she's a little more reserved and has a smaller beak and is a little more polite in design um mm. so i don't know different animals kind of reflect how i feel at different times i don't yeah. have like one persona that i can commit to yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah fair yeah that's yeah. a good answer when you're doing i mean i just kind of want to ask you like about your cool work as well because I just love love what you do when you're when you're like I guess anthropomorphizing animals is there something like at what point does so it, I can totally see it with Tuca because as you say like a toucan has like this big bird and all these colors and the personality kind of like says itself like it's so yeah. apparent so is it does it always work that way around for you? Are you always like, this animal looks like it would be gobby or like this animal looks like it would kind of be mean? 
Do you know what sometimes, I mean? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it, it's like lazy style where I'm just like quickly drawing a comic or coming up with a new character and I'm like, uh, mm. what are they? Uh, I don't know, another bird of some kind or <laughs> yeah. like a cat. I don't know, you know, it's yeah. like it, where it's sort of like irrelevant what they are. Um, and other times it feels, uh, I mean, like with each animal, I think there are animals of various personalities within that. Like there's cats that are shy. There's cats that are more outgoing and gregarious. There's... Um, Probably all toucans are extroverts. <laughs> mm, mm, um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then sometimes it's fun to play against that. Like right. if tu- Tuca is like having kind of a more interior emotion or she's feeling like suddenly self-conscious, that's like fun, yeah. fun contrast with her appearance. Um, yeah, a shy so toucan I- is very funny. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like animals are such a great um, foil to express the wide range of human personalities and emotions um and it's fun to draw people as animals because then they don't come with you know when when other people are viewing that work they're not like making judgments based on what those people look like mm-hmm. like it's totally. more, more universal yeah it's not it's the a, thing where like you see a new person and you're like who does that person remind me of it's yes. just, yeah it, my, no one my, it's my teacher from second grade who i hated <laughs> yeah or my mother um yeah. no it just animals make it easier it's just a just a trick yeah (laughs) (laughs) i do kind of think that like all agents would be cats just saying i'm just i'm just saying yeah Yeah. i just think all agents are cats like i think this is true i think you know (laughs) yeah yeah i say that not in a uh a mean way it's not disrespectful to cats or agents no 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 we absolutely but we love both cats and agents I was always a cat person, and now I'm more of a dog person, I'd say. But I don't really believe in the the Mm-mm. binary. Thing. No, no, no. I like both. We, yeah. we don't believe in binaries on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly? No. no, I have Honestly, two of both, no. and that's how it should be. You have two cats and two dogs? Yeah. That's great. You're living the life. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you can see that Crumb has perfectly posed himself in the mirror on the bed. <laughs> incredible <laughs> so cute i really want to get a second dog it's just like a constant uh discussion with my partner like we're always just like oh we're always sending each other pictures of puppies because we we got annie from a rescue called helping herders Aww. um and they all have like mostly cattle dogs and stuff and every time mm. they post new dogs we're like look at this one yeah he uh. only has three legs oh, we want <laughs> oh i know the three-legged ones are they're so, they're so cute. cute they're so cute uh, and I know that Annie would really like to have a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just we our our house like doesn't have a backyard. It's pretty small. Um, so I just I don't know if I can add another dog to the mix yet. Yeah. Yet. 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 Someday I keep saying like oh next spring next spring I'll do it <laughs> just to like put it off and then I got one one weekend after I got like a coat covid vaccine and i was like in that vaccine haze mm-hmm. yeah uh, i like saw a puppy on instagram and i got so close to getting it <laughs> like, do it oh, i'm really painting a picture of myself as someone who hoards animals at low points <laughs> of my life in any time of distress it seems like your go-to move is to find an animal yes and that's accurate yeah. um but yeah, it makes perfect that, sense to me that that puppy didn't work out <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I uh, was very close to adopting a chameleon from Petco the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was just it kept. So my partner and I were there and it kept turning the colors of our shirts. 
and we're oh. like, well, it's obsessed with us. Like the, it wants to come how home. How did with you us. leave? I would not be able do, to say no. Do you want to so know how persuasive. it was a five hundred dollar chameleon? And I, and that helped. I think, uh, and then like, do it, and then we have to buy an enclosure. And then like, we were really doing the, running the numbers, being like, could yeah. we have the? Could this be our chameleon? No, no, that was not. <laughs> did you then see it like do the same thing to another customer? <laughs> <laughs> But that, oh, I thought we had a thing. I thought we had a connection. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I wonder how your existing pets would, would deal with having a new oh. chameleon sibling. I think Crumb would love it. We had we used to have rats and he was obsessed with them. Just wanted to just like That's stare so at them cute. all day. I don't know about the rest though. How big was a chameleon? It was pretty small. It was like, yeah. like my hands oh, like yeah. a dollar bill. Like the little one entangled, you know, the little chameleon entangled. Yeah. It like changes color and like they're so cute and little. They're really cute. And yeah. also, what you were they saying earlier, so they're funny. Yeah. Like, they're funny. Everything he was yeah. doing, I was like, this is such a good joke. Like, you're just looking yeah. at me and it's very funny. They have that eye that like moves around <laughs> <Yeah>. in a, <laughs> on its own like telescope. Yes. They're so weird. They're so weird. It's super yeah. weird. Anyway, you should go back. And I get think it. I'm gonna go back and get it after the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm enabling. I'm like five hundred dollars. You could you could justify it. You could because also it'd be fun to make a little enclosure, a little junk. Okay, I should. Yeah, you, you put a you put a twig in there. Yeah. You put some some but, leaves. Yeah, and just like the interior design opportunity of like making a little a little mini rainforest for a chameleon inside. Like your house yes. is already green, but then it'd be so cool. Also, I'd make him a little living room with a little chair to sit oh, on. Amazing. I know. Uh, I know. I, I don't, I'm not really into terrarium pets. Like I don't have fish, I don't have mm. lizards, but I appreciate those that do. Like my friend Karen is really into fish and she has, her aquarium design sense is like off the charts. Like she, the rock choosing and the yeah. plant growing and she she grows, her own, she grows her own plants. It's just amazing. Yeah, I do follow like, aqua like yeah, terrarium <laughs> TikTok and it's just like, Everything is so like tiny and perfect and, and aesthetically pleasing to look at. It's so cute. It's like combining yeah. pets with dollhouse. Yeah. Ex yeah. Dollhouse stuff. pets. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Whereas like with the horse, it's like, uh, it's just shavings and manure. It's like, there's no, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it's very unesthetic. <laughs> but the outfits can be so cute. Like little riding outfits are adorable. Oh, I know. It's like a constant struggle to not get more like matchy matchy saddle pads or whatever. I've like limited <sighs> my selection. I have, I have three saddle pads. I've like that's good. capped it. That's um, good. That's incredible, yeah. honestly. But it's all the little, like I always think about as that episode of Mad Men. I don't know if you ever watched Mad Men where Betty Draper yes. goes riding. She has like the uh. little scarf and the jacket and the hat that matches. And I'm just like, oh, see, that's the dream. I know the aesthetic of the English writer is really something. I'm, it, I'm like a, I'm a winglish writer where I have an English saddle and a Western bridle. That's and it's cool. Like very confusing. And I just, it's like, it doesn't look right. I, I want to get like a Western tax setup, but it's, you know, it's expensive and yeah. stuff and I got to find the right saddle. So I'm just putting it off, but I would, yeah. I would love to do Western. I actually, I have plans to go do cattle sorting on Juniper and I'm going to be doing it in my saddle, which is a that's dressage saddle. Amazing. Of course. English hat, you know, and so that's going to yes. look ridiculous. Cattle Incredible. sorting is where you ride the horse into a group of cows and you have to like herd one out and separate it from the group using your horse. Please, uh, please film all of this. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. 
I I hope I get to do it, and I hope it makes for some great, hilarious content. Ugh. I have no idea how Juniper is going to react. She might totally freak out and be like, "Not, I'm not doing that," or she might really love it. Yeah, that's really cute. I think that's uh. Those are I all mean, my yeah. Questions. I mean, I could I could talk yeah. about <laughs> horse but. girls in LA and horse girls in England. <laughs> yes, I, I I want you to like go fulfill your horse girl dream because it never leaves you. You're no, going to be no. a horse girl forever. It really doesn't leave you, and I um didn't. And my my boyfriend's Irish, but he does not like horses, and so what? every time I know, and every that's time we go, isn't it? And every time we go to Ireland, I'm like, maybe I'll ride this trip, and he's like. We're not going horse riding. And I really want him to come with me. He had one experience on a horse and he was terrified the whole uh, time. Yeah, that'll do it. So but there's a whole it, expression it about that. You're supposed to get back on. Exactly. I know. And there are loads of horses out there and the night, like it, it's a temperament thing. There's so you know, many good horses there too. There's so like, many good horses. There's this place in Wales that I really want to go riding where you like ride Welsh ponies across the like moors and you oh my god you go dream. on like you go on like a two-day trip or you know it's i want to do it so bad <sighs> that's that would be yeah amazing i miss it so much i rode for years and like kept it like a dirty little secret like yeah. nobody knows that i'm a horse girl <laughs> it's cool now you gotta get back into it yeah i know i think i could reclaim it and make it a thing like yes yeah not like normalize being a a horse girl in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would be like, because I think people have such an image of what a horse girl looks like, yeah. um, especially no, in England. It, so. at, at our age, I think being a horse girl is hot. Like, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I can make it a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to live out my horse girl fantasy and report back, Lisa. I'll let you know. <laughs> I've recruited another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for being on the show also. Yes. yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. that is the end of our first episode alexis how do you think we did I think pretty good i thought we did pretty good a lot of cool stuff it was a lot of cool stuff and just you know joy yeah pet, pet loving joy yeah um thank you so much for listening and for joining us um please like and subscribe you can also follow us um on twitter we are at c creatures pod that's the letter C and then Creatures Pod. And on Instagram, we are at Comfort Creatures Podcast. And please, if you have pet stories or you want to suggest guests for us and just get in touch with us, uh, email us at comfortcreatures at maximumfun.org. We will have more episodes for you coming forthwith uh, with more, I know, with more uh, pet stories and fun guests and pet stories from our fun guests. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So thanks very much. Uh, I have been Ella McLeod. I've been Alexis B. Preston. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.